You're listening to a special edition episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. He's come to save the world, one neighborhood at a time. Media Man. Sorry, Mike. This week we're talking about Meteor Man. Uh, it has come up a few times on the show, and so we both finally sat down and watched it. But before we discuss what we watched, what do you remember about Meteor Man? I love Meteor Man as a kid. I remember my grandmother used to have it on VHS, and whenever we go visit them, we used to always watch Meteor Man. I loved it because it was really like one of the first black superheroes that I can remember at that time. I remember being it, it used to be funny. The action in it was good. I liked the storyline. Like I used to love Meter Man as a kid. It was just great all the way around. I also remember loving Meter Man as a kid. I don't think I really thought about how it probably was my first time seeing a black superhero. But I just remember how fun it was and it had James Earl Jones or Bill Cosby, like one of them. I remember one of them was the homeless dude in the movie and they would rub, you know, rub the piece of meteor that they found to like have like a little bit of power. I remember how Robert Townsend was trying to clean up the neighborhood, but they had the drug lords were, you know, a nuisance and they had those that stupid colored hair. And every time I see like a kind of chubby black man with like weird colored hair, I think back to this movie. <laughs> and so there's a barber at my barber shop that sometimes colors his hair and it just always takes me back to Meteor Man. And there's always two scenes that always stuck out to me on Meteor Man when they had that pose off scene with the book and also the scene where the homeless guy is doing changing channel and yeah. the, the husband is like, he's like, I know the problem it's the kids in that Nintendo. He was like, right. they hooked up the Nintendo <laughs> on here. <laughs> like even, even to this day, like I'll, with my son, I'm like, are oh, you playing that Nintendo? And he'd be like, daddy, it's Nintendo. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You playing that Nintendo. <laughs> he's like, daddy, this is a PlayStation. Stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do this a little bit differently. We're going to do a a real rundown of the plot, and we're going to kind of throw our little thoughts on the movie as as we get to it. So I'm reading straight from Wikipedia here. Yeah, I can follow along then. All right, so it says, Jefferson Reed is a mild-mannered school teacher in Washington, D.C. His neighborhood is terrorized by a local gang called the Golden Lords, led by Simon Cain. And allied with drug lord Anthony Byers. That's um, that's the old white guy. One night, Jeff steps in to rescue a woman from the gang, only to end up running from them himself. Hiding in a, in a garbage dumpster, he manages to escape. As he climbs out, he is struck down by a glowing green meteorite. His spine is crushed and he receives severe burns. A small fragment of the meteor was left over and taken by a vagrant, named Marvin. Reed awakens several days later in the hospital, but when his bandages are taken off, he is miraculously healed of his injuries. So just from that little bit and what we saw in the movie, I do not remember this movie opening with his neighbors. What do you mean? What part? Like the very beginning of this movie, it opens with him leaving the house, getting ready to go to work. Oh, no, I I, I always remember that because I always remember the scene where James Earl Jones is trying on those different wigs. I feel like that was a huge missed opportunity of the movie because I thought in every scene he would have a different wig on. I, I thought that was going <laughs> to be like a running joke in the movie and that didn't happen. And I was very disappointed. It's so funny seeing James Earl Jones and like stuff because it's like he looked so much younger than the last time I saw him, which was in Coming to America too. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and also that line stuck out when he tried to uh, uh, trade records with him. And he's like, I'd never give up these records. And I was like, is that going to come back? And I'm trying to think, how does that come back? Like, do, do they steal the records from him? Like the drug lords? Like, how does that come back? It comes back. <laughs> it definitely right. comes back. <laughs> also, I am disappointed that the whole, hit, he had a gig with his band, that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, they didn't address that more often to where his friend, Mike, right? Yes. Yeah, his friend didn't say, 
like, oh, where were you at? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Or you missed the girls. Like they didn't they didn't address that later on. Also, I didn't like to wear, well, I didn't like, it's not I didn't like, but I understood he knows the atmosphere that he lives in, but he seemed too calm to, they broke into my car, they stole my stereo and my cello. I'm okay with it, but let me pick up this garbage, this broken bottles and stuff on the right. ground and throw those away. I thought that they were going to have a joke where they stole all that stuff in his car except that cello. I was like, that's the <laughs> joke, right? No, right. <laughs> no. I, I'm like, what are we here, movie? Are we a serious movie? Are we a comedy? Because like we're, we're, we're leaving jokes on the table. Right. That one kid that was beating up the woman, the second one where he said the kid's name, was that the one at the beginning that was in the bandages? No, 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 no. That was the one at the beginning who gave him the comic book. Oh, he was okay. like, and he pointed to him. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, also, I will say that the effects of that meteor going into him were horrific. Yes, I guess that's the special effects in 1993, man. No, I'm not saying those effects were bad. I'm saying, how did I not have nightmares looking at that? As an adult, I'm like, that is really messed up looking. When I was a kid, I really didn't like the end of the fight scene towards it. I thought it was a lot of, uh, you know, not graphic, but like very violent when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And also, like you said, when the meteor, quote unquote, struck him, and then he's all shaking and the skin is all burned. Yeah. What is the tone of this movie? <laughs> I guess it's a mixture of everything. Jumping back on here. Jeff. Soon- also, also one more thing. So I liked when they removed the bandages and they were like, oh, my God. And he looked at him. He's like, pass me a beer. I always look like this. <laughs> <laughs> now they want to have jokes. <laughs> oh, I will say also, like, as the credits were coming on, like the opening credits and I was reading them, I was like, what is this cast? This cast is amazing in this movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Sinbad, Eddie Griffin. Like, what? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff soon discovered that the meteorite had left him with spectacular superpowers, such as flight. X. Actually, I'm gonna skip this because I, as the movie was happening, I was writing down what his powers were. Uh, let's see. Confiding this to his parents. Uh, Ted and Maxine, they convinced him to use his powers to help the community. His mother designs a costume, and as the meteor man, he takes on the Golden Lords. He shuts down 15 crack houses, stops 11 robberies, brings peace between the police, the Crips, and the Bloods, (laughs) where they begin to work together to rebuild the community. They destroy and plants a giant garden in the middle of the ghetto, and it says the ghetto. That uh, they they covered a lot in that one paragraph. Mm-hmm. Like this is like the halfway mark of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like how quickly Eddie Griffin, the best friend, was on board with. Oh, you have powers, but I do like how quickly his parents was like, "All right, you got powers." Okay, Eddie Griffin. They should have divulged more into what he was being a scientist. A science mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah. Because they didn't address who he is. You know, he has a lab coat here um, in the school. He has like a little invention type of thing. But they should have divulged more to what he was. Once he discovers his powers and stuff like that, Eddie gives some advice. And to the common eyes, how did this dude know this stuff about exactly. meteorites and stuff? But he was a scientist, science teacher. That's why he knows about it. Right. But yeah, I loved how their parents were so like. Marla Gibbs, his mama, I, I thought she was great at every scene she was in. <laughs> yes, yes. She was doing excellent work. I like how it felt like if I was a superhero and I was like, all right, parents, here's the deal. I got these powers. The whole neighborhood would know. Like- exactly. That's the same thing. I was like, if I told, like, if I was, yeah, if I was living, if I was there and, my, and I told my mother that, and she would tell everybody, ah, and it's, she's like, and he told her, he's like, why did you just- you told everybody she's like i'm just so proud of you <laughs> <laughs> and then they are already trying to put this man to work right i also want to know how much m- time and money did the mom spend constructing all those costumes right and speaking of that i wish they would have debuted the meteor phone after he got his suit yes 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 because you're, you're doing all these different color suits but you already know that the it's a green phone and everything else like that with all the symbols. They won't just make the suit that because they 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 did that scene while she was still trying to figure out the costume. I don't disagree with that. I also in my notes, 
I wrote, this man's name is Uzi. And it was one of the Golden Lords. And I just <laughs> laughed and laughed. Also, Don Cheadle was in this movie. Like, what is this cast, Matt? Hey, he was Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, uh, because the synopsis didn't touch on it. When they have the meeting with all the other gang lords and Luther Vandross is there, like not saying a word, I'm like, this man is so scary. Why didn't he act more? Like, not 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 talking about this movie. No, no, no. You're talking about in general. Yeah. Right. Like, just like his presence, like without even saying a word, it 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 carried so much. I would mm-hmm. love to see him and I would have loved to have seen him and more. He's passed away now, but you know. Right. Yeah. And also like uh the whole what you what was your thoughts about the whole garden thing? That's one of the scenes I remember from the movie. I don't remember the radio part, but I remember him making a garden overnight and it it's like giant food and stuff. I like that scene. I liked mm-hmm. it then and I like it now. Yeah, I remember the uh I remember the radio and I remember the the garden scene. I was just like, why is it bigger? <laughs> because like I understand the garden part, but I was like, why is it giant though? Because the media powers made everything bigger. It grew overnight. So it's but giant he, they, he, ass, he didn't man. get bigger. Huh? No, he didn't get bigger because Matt, his powers don't make sense. I was saying right, that exactly. later. That's what I'm saying. Like they see the, <laughs> the certain stuff. We're like, why is it that? Just like the whole like when you're talking, you don't know how, really how much time, but he knew exactly thirty seconds. Exactly. And then when when uh Eddie Griffin, he was like when they read the Jet magazine, he was like, ah, oh, it was exactly thirty seconds. How do you know how much time that was? <laughs> Sir, you were not looking at your clock. So. <laughs> right. He didn't look at. He didn't look at it at the beginning either. So it was like like stuff like that is where they left out where it would have made stuff more clearer. I agree. Uh, adult mind cannot overlook that stuff. Right. I genuinely hate how many powers he has. His, but he has what besides? We can go down the list right now. Let me, let me All right, let's do it. I mean, no, no. What I'm trying to say is besides a book thing and talking to dogs, does he have everything that Superman has? I counted 17 superpowers. But is that the same thing as Superman though? No, I will go down the list, man. All right, let's let's go. He can temporarily absorb book knowledge, X-ray vision, super hearing, talk to animals, strength, invulnerability, flight, laser eyes, super breath, can make electronics work, can make vegetation grow, can make it rain, can disable guns, can levitate objects. He has speed. He can take meteor powers and he can heal. Yeah, he did do all that. I forgot about the whole TV making electronics work. I forgot about that. I I don't like when, and it's not just superhero movies, but like movies that movies should establish rules and say, these are the rules and follow them, not continuously add new things just to get themselves out of situations, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just wish they were like, he has these six powers and let's go. Like does where, it, does where it, did taking meteor powers come from? How did you know you could do that? Right. Does him losing his battery, quote unquote, change the way you feel about it since they're not all sustainable? No, because I didn't like that either. Because so the, he had the scene where Eddie Griffin was. Oh, OK, well, we're not there yet, but all right, we can stop. <laughs> we, 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 we can address that there. then. OK. So the Golden Lords learn Meteor Man's secret identity and his slowly diminishing powers. As the violence gets out of hand and the Golden Lords continue their attacks, the community members plan to make a deal with them. But Jeff instead teaches them about fighting for their beliefs. A now powerless Jeff fights Simon and is beaten up. Simon points his gun at Jeff, but Jeff's neighbor, Ernest, James Earl Jones, throws a record at him successfully knocking the gun out of Simon's hand. Suddenly, Marvin uses the media fragment to strip the Golden Lords of their guns. This enables the locals to stand up to the Golden Lords as they fight them alongside Marvin's dogs. Marvin accidentally drops the meteor, and both Jeff and Simon grab the rock from both sides, gaining superpowers and engaging in a brawl. So there's a scene. First there, I want to say that's wrong. The last sentence. They don't engage acc- in a brawl? No, he didn't. Well, yeah, that too. But also, it says Marvin accidentally drops the meter. No, he got hit with a, his head got hit with a potato, 
and that's what causes <laughs> him to to drop the can. I think we need to edit this wiki entry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene. Okay, so they kind of set it up a few times early on in the movie after he got powers, where he just could not wake up for anything. And there's a scene where the bad guys come to his apartment and his dog saves him and he just wouldn't wake up. And so Eddie Griffin's like, your powers, they need to recharge. That's why you sleep so long. And I'm like, okay, but then he doesn't have powers. So what is, which one is it? Either he sleeps too long and his powers recharge like a battery, or he only has powers for so long and then they just don't come back. Like, which is it? Like, I don't like that inconsistency of it, you know? They made it seem like he slept so long, but it wasn't like days later, though. It right. was like, honestly, it's kind of like a, a regular nap. He slept for like a regular like nighttime sleep. He slept for like eight, nine hours. So well, it was like... Um, the one time when he made that, the day he made that earthquake happen, he overslept a couple of hours for work. Right. And the so dog that's like a normal sleep. Up. Right. So oh, they God, made it seem like you you see you'll think like oh you you've been sleeping for like two days to recharge but it's really like you slept a couple more hours than you normally do right so but I also, wish they would explain it like oh you you've been sleeping for twenty four hours or something like that but you also but then, yeah but then it's still are you recharging <laughs> right so like why are you sleeping then if if your powers are gone your powers are gone yeah you're right so I didn't like that inconsistency of it and obviously this is adult brain speaking. I didn't uh, like the whole, okay, I get it. Like we talked about, uh, he would never do nothing for the record. And they basically, when the neighborhood turned on him, they was all happy about him when they were saving them and stuff. But as soon as they realized that uh, he's causing, with yes and no, he's causing more problems and they want to get rid of him. And then that's when they realized they were in there. What he said is they realized their wrongdoing. I, as a kid, I remember this battle a lot more vicious. Me watching it now, you got J. Joe Jones throwing records. You got one lady throwing potatoes. <laughs> you have, and they're just hit with brooms and things. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I thought this would be more, I thought it would be more action packed. I remember, I, I, I used to remember it would be more action packed than what it was now. And that's, that's where the kid 93 brain. graphics or special effects come in because. In a scene where they get their guns uh, taken away, you can see the little string <laughs> for, the, for the guns disappear. <laughs> also, I don't like how, like another thing that they set up but didn't do anything with. So early in the movie, Eddie Griffin is like, hey, you broke up with Stacy or whatever his girlfriend's name was. You need to mm -hmm. move on. Okay, cool. And then they have that scene in the school library and he's making eyes with that one teacher. And you're like, oh, okay, this is who he's going to move on with. But then they revealed that was his ex. And you're like, oh, okay. Wait, and that was his ex? That was that was Stacy. Oh, I thought that was just a new girl. Oh, but that was Stacy though. Yeah. And then there's a scene later on where he's like, okay, I'm going to try and get her back. And then Sinbad busts in. And it's like, first off, what movie were you in, Sinbad? And that's not that's not like an insult. It's like you just came in. I don't know what what is your character, Sinbad? Like this is the first this is the first black woman I ever dated. Like what are you talking about, Sinbad? <laughs> hey man, he said that he he uh what he say his real name was um <laughs> Clarence or something like that. yeah well, something like that. <laughs> so he was hilarious. So it's like okay, you have an obstacle. And then he runs into him at the mall and he makes some more jokes, but then like that storyline is never touched again. So why and wasn't it that? Because I laughed at that part and the, he's like, yeah, and I'm about to get dressed, played it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, love Sinbad. Man, is hilarious. But like, why, what were they doing with your character, man? <laughs> so also, I didn't like how the scene before the mall scene. Oh, he said it's, in the movie, oh, sorry, I'm just looking it up. His name was Malik, but his, his, it don't say what his other name was, his real name was, but it was something like Bernard or something. Right. <laughs> so the scene before the mall scene, Robert Townsend is at school and out of nowhere, the Golden Lords appear and they're like, hey, you're a meteor man. You're messing everything up. And Eddie Griffin saves him. 
And the very next scene is the mall scene where Eddie Griffin, who knows that Meteor Man has a target on his back, is posing as Meteor Man in a public forum. So, okay, perfect. Two scenes I want to talk about. So prior to the school scene, Robert Towson is grading papers. Was it like a briefcase in front of him? And he folds down the briefcase and everybody's there. Right. So... You didn't see all these people come in? Because at first, I was like, is this a dream sequence? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, this is real life. So I'm like, you didn't see none of these people in there. Also, another thing, when he was grading the papers, he was putting his finger down like he was, like, stamping something on the paper. Mm-hmm. You know what he was doing for that? He, he was absorbing the knowledge from the paper. Instead of reading it, he would just automatically Oh, uh, uh, okay. I was like, is he, like, burning something? Like, an A or whatever? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> And then, like you said, the next scene, Eddie Griffin was doing that solely for the purpose of getting a girl. Getting any girl. Well, no, at the towards the end, he said he wanted the news reporter girl. Oh, Janice. That's right. He wanted that's Janice right. to be there. That's right. I was just thinking, wouldn't it have been easier just to go to the news station to where Janice is at? Because exactly. why would you go to the mall publicly to do all this stuff? And then all this stuff happens. So then now realize they think Eddie Griffin is meter man. It's supposed to be a secret identity. Let's pause the story right there. He's not wearing a mask or we even pretend Clark Kent glasses. He's not wearing a mask at all. Just a uniform. How don't nobody know him? And plus everybody in the neighborhood knows who he is. So how does nobody know who he is? Right. Then, okay. So let's fast forward to the end where he's like, give me my, give me my uniform back. Right. Where does he do that at? Outside the mall in plain view of everybody. And then he was everybody walking out there. He's flipping him up, doing all this stuff. You know what he does after that? And then flies away. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. And everybody was watching too. So I'm just like, where did this secret identity thing come from <laughs> to where you need, where A, the whole neighborhood knows you, you're not wearing a mask just because you got this uniform on. Now all of a sudden people don't know that you're the teacher that work at the school. Right. Which is why I was like, how, how did the news put the wrong person Right. I, I love like, John Witherspoon. Yeah, I was that. like, I was like, John Witherspoon in this too. Jesus, I don't, I don't, I don't remember him being in that. He called himself the Flying Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "But you been, you been, you spent time in jail." Yeah, I paid my time, and I'm a boxer now. So if anybody go to cuffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it felt like this movie didn't know what it wanted to be because like there were parts where it's like, okay, the the your whole neighborhood knows who you are, so. You know what? We I'm just not gonna have a a, a a secret identity. That's not a thing. I my 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 costume is just a regular suit, like no mask. Cool. That's what we're doing. We're not doing secret identity. We're not playing with that. And then, like you said, all this other crap, like right. like in the mall where he's wearing a mask and you're just flying all about, and the news is like, who is this man? And you going to work like normal. Right. <laughs> you work in the neighborhood. And also, it's kind of like a crowded mall. And then when Eddie Griffin is flying away, I, I like how conveniently Luther Vandross and the bad guys are the only one who noticed Robert Towson using this figure. Right. I'm like, all right. They should have done something to where, I don't want to say trips or so, something to where it makes it obvious that, okay, he did something to make him stand out from the crowd versus just out of all the stuff going on, they both pin, both the bad guy pinpoint who he is. Right. No, I agree. And then the whole, let's go back to the whole fight scene. Uh, Tiny Zeus Lester, RIP, but I like, you know, him hitting him and everything, breaking his head again, his leg. Me watching it now, it wasn't as, I guess, violent as I thought it was as a kid. Watching it now, it's very, very, very lighthearted. It's not a lot of uh, crazy stuff going on. It's probably worse stuff in a Marvel movie as far as <laughs> fighting and violence in this movie. Yes. at that fight scene but i'm like as a kid i thought this was really violent oh one more thing i forgot i, I we had to go back to where his father was crossing the street when they first met the golden lords and he was like uh they dropped the vial of drugs and he was like oh man you luckily didn't break and then he steps on it and then the cop showed up he was like i'll see you later i always love you want to see me later see me now that <laughs> just popped in my head <laughs> but yeah but yeah so the whole fight scene with uh, the truck and he learns uh, martial arts from the Bruce Lee book. Uh, uh, you, you're going too far. Uh, oh, we, so, we, I, yeah. You're right. So when, when Simon's about to throw a dumpster at Jeff, he hears Ellington barking. I think that's Jeff's dog. 
telling Jeff that he can win and throws the dumpster at Ellington instead, seriously injuring him. This angers Jeff and he disappears and returns as Meteor Man, as in he puts on the suit. They continue with their brawl with Meteor Man winning and draining Simon of his powers by absorbing them. He then defeats the rest of the Golden Lords. No. That's oh, what, sorry. Shit. That, that's what it says. That's not right. I, I agree. The locals all gather around Ellington, who is now laying on the street, whimpering in pain. Jeff uses his x-ray vision to see that Ellington's ribs are broken. Before Jeff can do anything, his powers fade away again. But just then, Marvin comes over and uses the last of his powers from the meteor fragment to heal Ellington's injuries, thus saving Ellington's life. The locals applaud. Anthony Byers and his gang then confront Meteor Man, but are outnumbered by the Bloods and the Crips who show up to protect Meteor Man. Anthony Byers and his gang are then arrested by the police after attempting to take a vacation to the Bahamas. Now you can complain, Matt. No, that's not how that happened. Okay, <laughs> so they didn't talk about the whole book, the whole fight scene in the book where he got the martial arts and then they did the runway model stuff. And also, that's he did when they say he this angers Jeff and he disappears, he got thrown. That's what happened. He got thrown over the building and then he comes back as Meteor Man. He just didn't disappear. Yes, that is accurate. Kind of like once he had the suit on, he became better. <laughs> More confident. Yeah, I was like the suit helped him because he already had the powers. But once he had the suit, then he was able to, which is nothing, nothing about it. Once he had the suit on, he came back and basically whooped their ass and won. Mm-hmm. He needed that extra confidence boost. Of wearing the wearing the Meteor suit versus his regular yeah. school teacher suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, like I'm watching it and like they absorb that um that modeling book and I'm like mm, we can't do that these days. <laughs> and that's a, that's I thought about that about the Bruce Lee thing. I'm like, could he? I mean, all he's doing is just making the Bruce Lee sound. I'm like, could you do this in 2021? And then the modeling thing, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, because you're not hitting at the modeling, you hitting at the yeah the yeah, yeah that so yeah. i was like ah, nah you can't do that in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it kind of annoyed me with the crips and the bloods coming in to save him and i'm like yeah and, and that's the thing where they need back. to right they should have done something to where when they start fighting eddie griffin comes in there he gets knocked out or whatever they should have done and then at the beginning when they brought the trucks in they were like cut the power cut the phone line and 93, they didn't have cell phones. So they should have made the thing where they seen, they cut to a scene where one of the characters is making a phone call or something like that. Then okay. that would make more sense than just randomly them showing up because how did they know about that? Right, I got you. Somebody ran on foot to, to alert the, the local Crips and Bloods. Let's see. So overall thoughts, Matt? Good uh, story, plot holes, but good story <laughs> where... <laughs> I believe they need to make a new Meteor Man. 2021 Meteor Man. And if you but say I Michael B. Jordan, I no, am no, no, in no. this podcast right now. No, definitely not. It needs to be, I, but I wanted to follow the same guidelines that Robert Townsend put in to where what's a re- like a regular dude who gets these powers, conflicted about doing more than what he wants to do I would like for it to be, I'm trying to think, what's a remake of a movie recently? Like Down to Earth? What's Down to Earth? No, I'm sorry. I'm not naming a movie, but the movie is basically about the neighborhood. You're not trying to save the world. No, no, no. I want it to be, I just want to make a a remake of the movie. Right, but but, you're trying to compare it to something. Like you said, the guidelines that he set. No, I'm just trying to think of another movie that's been like that was 20 years later. They made a remake of it, but make it better, not worse though. But yeah, like I don't want it to be a like you said, Michael B. Jordan doesn't need to be in it. It needs to be a I don't want to see a comedian because you know Robert Towson does do did do comedy, but this movie wasn't a comedy. It was a it movie. It could have been a comedy. It could have been, but like it was, it was. It had funny parts. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It had funny parts in there, but I wouldn't consider you. I'm not gonna say Meteor Man was a comedy. So I don't know at the top of my head who like 
who should play Meteor Man? It should be an older person. He wasn't uh, that old when he did it. Oh, hold up. Let me look this up. My bad. Uh, let's see. I, if I'm a guess, and I'll say maybe he's like 32, 33 when he did it. That's my guess. This was it came out in 93. He was born in 57. So three would be 63, 36. 36. Okay, let me see. I'm going to type in 36-year-old black actors. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be one for one. Because I was thinking uh, the guy that played Dr. Dre in... Um, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, I can see him doing it. Of course. He's got, he's first, got that. No, I'm, look, I just typed in 36 black actors. Oh, mm-hmm. 36 black actors. It says 36-year-old. I'm like, of course, you get the same top three. Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see like that, like Dr. Dre doing it. Like they do that play. I mean, he's like, he's got that a similar built as Robert Townsend. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm thinking about it as. And we know he can act. I can't say who I could see as the best friend. Like you go for a comedian, obviously not a Kevin Hart because he's way too big. Uh, but Laurel. I can see that. I like, yeah. Um, and then, like you do, uh, you do a pivot. You bring back Eddie Griffin, and he plays the James Earl Jones role. And you make Robert Townsend the dad. Who would you play as a, the homeless man? Because that one's supposed to be like the celebrity who's big celebrity who nobody who's surprised that's in it type of thing. That's who when you bring pick in Idris. <laughs> now, it's to be somebody older. Who would I pick as a celebrity? Somebody older. Danny Glover. People like, oh, wow, I can't believe they got in this. Or I can't believe they got a cameo in this. But Danny Glover's too old, I feel like. Yeah. Or somebody Ooh. big big enough name. What about Anthony Anderson? Because, like, just thinking about similarities, like. Oh, uh, between. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Anthony Anderson could work. Yeah. But you, you know who's going to play the mama, right? <laughs> you bring back Marley Gibbs. <laughs> no, the, the woman who plays mama in all the movies. Oh, uh, Loretta Devine. Yes. <laughs> she plays uh, the mama in all the movies. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that. All right. <laughs> Whatever's the role to be like, I need a black mama. I'll play that role. <laughs> but I guess, are you, I guess, what's the point to hire like classic black sitcom actors? actors like for those for those two roles i don't know i have to do more i have to see how what was this thought pro, like how did he decide to cast those people but like to me it would like you should do it the same way just in today's times pay respect so, but like right now but who who would be who would be the in 2021 who would be the mother like right. off off that going off your what you just said either you're right it would like the way we cast now would be loretta divine or uh, I can't think of her name. I think she's from St. Louis. Who plays his mom on Blackish? Oh, uh, she was in the movie. She was. She was a meteor man. She was the broken, the injured kid's mama. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she was in the movie. Oh, oh, Matt, Matt, what? you do that intentional. You bring her back, and we say that it's Jennifer that Lewis. Kid. Jennifer Lewis. You say Dr. Dre is that kid as an adult because, like, in my mind. We don't do a full reboot. Oh, when you say Dr. Dre, I was like, oh, you mean the guy? You, uh, okay, yeah, I got yeah, you, the yeah, cast yeah. guy. You're saying that he grows up and becomes a new meteor man? Yeah. Like, cause you don't do oh. a full, you don't do a full reboot. Like, it's enough. Like, if you haven't seen the first one, like, we're giving you enough to where this works, but there's also stuff in here for people, to, oh, the fans of the original. Right. Oh, right. Oh, no, you're right. Cause that makes sense because. He was giving him an advice on exactly. how to, but you also, you don't need a cameo for Robert Townsend though. I, I was saying he should play the dad, but like, let's back away from that. Right. Yeah. It should be, he should make some cameo to where that kid gets the powers and, you know, he's conflicted about something. And then Robert Townsend is there to give him like, not a Stan Lee type cameo, but the person that gives him the great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. talk type of thing mm-hmm. to get him going. Yeah, I agree. I wish we had money because, like, obviously, we just bring Robert Townsend back, but we're like, hey, man, uh, we giving you this money, but you're not going to have all these plot holes. Right, now. Nah, we need to fill <laughs> all that shit up. All right? We fill all those stuff in. All right, we gotta, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, that would make more, that would make perfect sense to, since he taught him how to yes. quote, unquote, run away. Yes. Now he has these powers. He doesn't have to run away. Not, now not can... just not not just that he he should not. It is wrong to run away. 
right it's wrong to run away you have you need to stand up to bullies and whoever uh, and then you get jennifer lewis as a mama i mean i don't know the, I don't know the dude who was a well, father, i mean we don't but... we don't really need that character right we can yeah we can we can, we can give him somebody else anyway uh, he's, he's dead <laughs> right right we can do something yeah and then we could go from there Ooh, we got something now hollywood let's go robert yeah Townsend, we ready, if you're listening ready. let's go we got billion dollars if you think black panther did some stuff wait till we get a hold of this i mean i, I actually do want to talk about that so uh, let me well uh, uh actually let me just share my thoughts real quick uh i, I feel like this movie still holds up the effects yes. are decent the only problematic things that i saw were the runway scene and bill cosby only problematic yes. things yes 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 that's <laughs> that was the thing it's like ah uh, he used to be the the uh was it uh, america's, america's dad, dad. Yeah. i was like you see how i tried not to say his name on this podcast <laughs> i was like homeless guy <laughs> i mean i avoided it too right but, so i was but, like yeah this doesn't that part don't hold up <laughs> but yeah man like i would let my daughter see this movie like obviously not now because she's not one but like she mm-hmm. gets three or four and she kind of understands stuff she gets a tolerance for movies i'd be like let me show you something from when i was a kid she may hate yeah. it but i would show it to my kid Speaking of that, um, when I rewatched this recently, I had my son came in and he watched about 50% of it toward from the middle to the end. And he said he enjoyed it. He didn't comment on the effects to later on to where he was like, what was going on? But he had, but he understood that I explained to him, this is 90 special effects, but he understood the story and everything. He thought it was good. So I, yeah, I definitely think it, it holds up yeah. besides these plot holes that we addressed, but no, I still rewatchable in 2021 yeah like cast is amazing soundtrack is really good it has an overall positive positive message it's it's a lot of fun and i'm just mad that i probably haven't seen this movie in like 25 years yes i agree i was like i told you i used to see it when when i used to go to my grandmother's house as a kid mm-hmm. that was probably the last time i seen this so it has to be like you said like 20 25 years last time i seen this right but it was good stuff. Um, so what I want to address, this movie did not do well. Reviews were trash. The box office were trash. The Rotten Tomatoes on this is 25%. Yikes. And the box office, so it had a budget of $20 million and worldwide it made $8 million. Damn, really? Wow. But this is new for us. I did um, include the Amazon ranking. So out of 590 ratings on Amazon, this movie has a 4.7 out of 5. And what is that over here? This is from Amazon, of people, okay. you know, that left reviews. Oh, okay, the Amazon. Okay, then. So, like, it does have love. And I feel like there is an audience for a remake or mm, a, I think con- so. a, 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 a light continuation. Like, I genuinely feel like, especially in this age of, like, bringing up old properties, and we're in the time of superheroes. I feel like if a studio was, is this a, this is an MGM movie, right? It was a Metro Godwin Mayer. MGM. Oh, MGM. Oh, okay. That's what I, yeah, it was an MGM. And you did see that Amazon just bought MGM, right? Yeah. I feel like there could be a real possibility that within the next, 10 years we get a remake i genuinely feel like this well with amazon behind the hill right i i kind of i kind of thought they would after the success of black panther to where not pandering but like oh you know when people like oh this works let me throw one out there too type of thing oh black superhero let me throw out another black superhero and see it catches fire like this one to where or or, or is the thing like maybe since it did no bad that like if you weren't black kid during this time or whatever you still know about this is that could be a thing that's part of it but that's why i included the amazon like there are people out there that do love this movie we love this movie we just need the right black executive to get into power and to make this happen or we need Robert Townsend to like bang the drum a little harder to get some get somebody to look at this. And the reason why I say Amazon, since they own MGM, might make this happen is because, you know, a lot of these companies are on this diversity shit right now. Right. And so that's why I feel like if they got enough black people in the right roles in Amazon, 
and they just bought this studio and they that studio owns this movie i feel like we got a we got a good chance of this happening maybe we should start a, a petition to uh get them to do meteor man only if we get to be <laughs> executive because executive producers when you get paid for you get paid for how well it does or something like that right well, or that's just for albums no all of that is based on what you have in your contract so you could be an executive producer and you just get paid and you just walk away or you can be an executive producer and you get a percentage i want i want to be an executive producer with a percentage and i give you all these all these ideas i have for this movie yeah see i want to get paid because at the end of the day i don't fully trust our people we should get it whoa i didn't i didn't say that n-word no i'm just saying you say you say you don't trust our people (laughs) i don't fully trust us to show up to the box to the theater like yeah we did it for black panther but i also know how we are and piracy and we got the bootleg man and all this but i think i think this is different between because a lot of people when Black Panther came out, a lot of people that was new for them. Black Panther was new. So now you will have people like us and our parents. Oh, we know Meteor Man. Let's see what this is about. But then you also have the younger generation were like, oh, a new black superhero. If the trailer is right and you have, because think about this in 93, when they came out with this, you're dealing with stars. All of those people were stars. Ah, let me take that back. Eddie Griffin is. To us, no, actually, well, yeah. no, they weren't. Yeah, Not they weren't stars else. yet. They weren't um, household commodities yet. But certain people you knew in this. So if you had those select people in us, we a lot of times dictate what's popular. If we and us jump on this, then other people will jump on it too. So you're right. It it does depend on us since this is not a this is not attached to you know. It's not like Black Panther where you're attached to Avengers, uh, Iron Man, Captain America. This is you're going to be your own thing. So it, it is going to be us pushing this up forward. But I think it would. I mean, if this actually happened, I would be at the midnight release of the movie. Me too. Definitely. 100%. Those are our ideas for Meteor Man, the reboot. But it's not really a reboot. It's actually a sequel. But shh. Right. Now, so we, if we have whenever this movie comes out, no, this is going to be no, no, no. Jeff Bezos, you own MGM now, which owns Meteor Man. You call Robert Townsend. You tell him to get in contact with us. We will we will take we will take scale. We will take we will take minimum wage for the film industry, which is a lot of money for us. Okay. I was like middle wage. it's called it's called it's called scale we will Uh take that and we will give you these ideas we're 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 young we grew up with this we will tell you what the people want to see we we will you already got a sample a sample just just give us that and this and this was just off of the top of the dome something that we just done recently imagine if we had an incentive to do this right besides the money also Get your boy name in the credit at the end. It could be at the bottom at the last one. I just want my name in the credit somewhere. <laughs> Let's do a quick trivia dump. And then we're going to talk about how there actually is a sequel to this movie. Yes. So the Riddler from Adam West's Batman was the white drug kingpin. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oh, he, Mr. oh, he played the Riddler in the bat. Oh, Anthony okay. Byers. Yeah, he was the mm-hmm. Riddler. Okay. Though he has no screen time, Chris Tucker is the voice of the MC in the mall when Eddie Griffin pretends to be Meteor Man. Wow, I didn't know that. You, he has a, a distinct voice, too. You think that... Yeah. Okay. Rumored to have gone through many rewrites and changes while in production, resulting in many plot holes, including the exact abilities Meteor Man has, as well as subplots involving Jeff and his personal life. Okay, that uh, makes sense. This is not the only time Robert Townsend has played a superhero. He has also played one in Up, Up, and Away. It's a Disney original movie, like TV movie. Okay. I've never I never seen it. That was, that was a little bit past my time, but you know. Right. So, and this kind of pissed me off because I felt like the movie ended abruptly. Yes. Yes. There was like, normally after a movie, you know, because once... 
once he saves the day, it ends. Where usually they save the day and then they kind of plant a seed for something in the future type of stuff. And this is what I'm about to read. The original ending had a more confident Jeff standing up for himself and the community and using his role as a teacher to better everyone's life. He then gets approached by Michael, Eddie Griffin, who tells him that an even bigger piece of the meteor that hit him was found in Arizona. The two then agree to buy plane tickets so that Jeff can get his powers back and once again become Meteor Man. This is followed by Michael trying to talk him into letting him get some power from the meteor so he can be his sidekick. It then ends with Michael throwing out names to him such as Comet Boy, Chocolate Thunder, and the Flying Wonder. I like Chocolate Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the original ending, which leads into... Uh, apparently there was a six issue miniseries uh, put out by marvel comics that is a continuation of sorts to meteor man and in my mind as i was reading it i was removing the marvel characters that they inserted in it, and i was like okay okay so he's, they're going to go to Arizona. This is going to happen. Spider-Man's not going to be in the movie, but maybe somebody else will be in the movie. And I was just trying to make it work into a movie into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that movie still would have been as stupid as this comic book. Yes. It, yes. It was very... 1990s. Yeah. It was, it was like too much stuff too quickly. Yes. Like you say, they was going to Arizona to get this stuff. But then next, you know, you have this crime boss coming after them. You have these other underlying supervillains coming after them. It was just too much on the it was in the comic. It was just too much too quickly. And then Simon going somehow got his powers back. Yeah. Simon got his powers back, dies, comes back. Dies again. Right. It was just and then you had these other two villains and if like the 90s dialogue. Yes. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and then just like the art style of the 90s where everybody had muscles on top of their muscles and giant guns. Like, yeah. what are we doing here, people? And they look nothing like the characters from the movie. It's like Eddie Griffith is a young black dude in the movie. Mike in the cartoon is some older dude with gray hair and stuff. Right. And then Robert Townsend has like the biggest muscles ever. And right. what kills me is like they have a different artist for the cover than the inside of the book. So the cover, it looks like Robert Townsend in the Meteor Man suit. And then you get into it and you're like, who is this Jack man? Where is Robert Townsend? Right. <laughs> yeah. But- and then like, it's like, what, what was the purpose of having that little Spider-Man cameo? I, to get people to buy the book oh because i'm like oh he was there he helped them fight and he was like yeah great great power because great responsibility swing on out i'm out <laughs> <laughs> all right good luck <laughs> good luck man and right. the, also the- i didn't like i didn't like when he was like oh uh when it was blowing holes he's like when spider-man was like oh the property value is already low in this neighborhood and right. y'all blew a hole through it i'm like damn spider-man <laughs> <laughs> like racist spider-man right racist <laughs> And then, like, how many times they say ghetto in that book? I'm like, yeah, stop, stop saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it wasn't good. Like, I was with it when the, as it was starting. Like, the art was messed up, but I was like, okay, okay, okay. So they're going to go to Arizona. They're going to get these powers. And uh, at least his powers didn't mysteriously go away. Uh, that's, that's it didn't go positive. away, but it, it, there was ties where he, I, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I mean, I appreciate them trying, but it it wasn't, it wasn't good. And now, uh, I don't know if you know this, do you, I want to assume not well, since it was only six issues, but you know how, how that was received? I'm going to assume not well, since right. like, yeah, it's just six issues and we never heard of it until doing research for this episode. Right. Cause I can see, I'm like, eh. cause when you do something, it, it, it plus it was like, if you're doing a comic, why wouldn't you stretch that shit out? Why would you jam all those? He was at one point he fought three villains at one time. 
<laughs> and then one of them we just met like two pages earlier. <laughs> so it was like, why would you throw all these villains in at one time? It was just, it was just weird. Like, it was like they already had their their storyboard, and it was like, all right, we got six issues to get this in, so let's crunch it all right here. <laughs> so when we got to like in episode in issue five, they were fighting somebody outside, and I'm like, okay. I'm just going to skip these pages because, like, you, I don't care about these fight scenes anymore. Like, <laughs> right. I just want to get to the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it was just, it was just, it like the dialogue. I, I it's, <sighs> we talked about, well, does Meter Man hold up? Besides those two things we mentioned, it stands up. This comic does not stand up <laughs> as far as a dialogue. They need to, uh, they need to go through sensitivity training, diversity <laughs> training or something. Because that dialogue, I'm like, Mm-mm, that does not work now. <laughs> we cannot do that. No, right. this this book needed to stay buried wherever yes. it was buried. <laughs> yeah, it was nice going down this this road, uh, revisiting this movie, and you know, just kind of spitballing what a what a sequel could look like. It, it was it was good reminis- reminiscing about this old movie mm-hmm. and rewatching it again, getting new perspective on it. And it was good because I was able to write it down like what I remembered and then watch it again. I was totally wrong as a kid. I was an idiot as a kid. <laughs> That's <laughs> none of that stuff was how I feel right now. So it'd be good to do that for other movies. Remember um, other movies that we watched as a kid that, that we highly regard and then watch it now and be like, oh, either A, it stands up or B, it doesn't. So yeah, we should do this again. So I want to do this in reverse. Like, obviously we're going to watch Space Jam next month. But I want to watch Space, like, don't watch Space Jam 1. Let's watch Space Jam 2. And then at some point, we do a Space Jam 1. And we talk about what we remember and stuff. And then we talk about, is this the sequel we wanted from a Space Jam 1? After. <laughs> mm. Not after... when LeBron gets bounced off the first playoffs. I'm like, how are we supposed to respect you now? <laughs> um, how you think you about to beat the Goon Squad if you can't beat the Phoenix Suns? Like, you fucked up the advertising for this movie. Right. <laughs> and then he'll talk about it in the press conference. Well, we're gonna uh he gonna be focused on them. You well, you got you better focus on them. You out the playoffs right now. Yeah, I definitely want to do this again. This is fun. Yes, I agree. We definitely should. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate review our, our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at We Used to Talk Pod. There goes the news. That did, did, did I mess it up enough? Nah, that was good. I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, we out, but we had right. fun, y'all. Bye. Right, that that was good. Mm-hmm.